Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back with the Property Pod. Here we are, guys. I'm here with my main team. I've got J-Mac from First National Real Estate. How you doing, J-Mac? Hey. Yeah, really good. <laughs> we are in a silly <laughs> mood today. We sure are. That's the voice of uh, Paddy Berry over there. He's 414 Real Estate's representative. I just feel like you've come back from Vegas and you're in the capital of... Um, of boxing and UFC fighting, and I was like, maybe we could have like a grudge match of you two against each other today. Did you get in? Do you have like a ding bell sound oh, on that thing? Good. I get no. Hello. All right, it's on. <laughs> so, how are you feeling? How was your trip over to uh, the the big country? Tiring. Tiring? Yeah. You're, uh, <laughs> it was pretty intense. Your schedule just looked intense. Looking at it, I was looking while you were away and your Google Calendar was just off the chart. It was pretty packed, but you're not going to go all that way and just sit around and do nothing. No, so very true. we were there for a purpose and that was to go talk to people and learn. So yeah, You feel it was like good. you got a lot out of it? Oh, well, I think so. Yeah, it was fun talking to you while, from while you were over there. Yeah, when I've got time to figure it all out and unload my brain. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have some great topics for the show in the coming weeks. Well, yeah, there'll be plenty of uh, new marketing stuff for me to get up to. And and speaking of marketing, we're going to follow up on what we discussed. Was it two weeks back, three weeks back, a few weeks back? Yeah, yeah. two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to follow up on that. It's kind of like a sequel episode where we'll... Oh, I like that. So it's like a sequel episode. Hear it. Did you know I was doing a podcast with Pat's son the other day? We've started up one since yeah. he's been in the... Oh, they're cool, little Parker, um, yeah. Since he's been on school holidays, and he's easier to work with than you two. <laughs> That's because he just goes, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have yep. You, have you listened to them in the car once yeah. or twice? A couple of times. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's pretty much you with him on the side. Yep. <laughs> hey, we're getting there. <laughs> Back on track. All right. It's pretty much a sequel to one we did a few weeks back where... We were talking about why marketing is important and mm. why you should actually use the services of a real estate agent. And we've had pretty good feedback from that. We've had a few emails that come in. We said at the end we'd continue it. And John, again, John 2.0 is still kicking about. We've, we've had him for about a month now, I think. Well, I think in, the, yeah, in that last time we didn't really go, I suppose, in the services of a real estate agent, but we're more so helping people understand why... Yeah, why marketing is important and, and why and they should invest the money. Yeah, yeah, and and you know realistically, what some expectations on a fair cost should be. Yep. Um. So today was then more so. Why don't we look at you know where what exactly they are and where you know what those what those opportunities are, where the avenues are, where to invest. Well, you should spend your money on effectively. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Um. So we sort of framed it in a couple of ways. First, we're going to cover off what kind of buyer it is and why you're using these particular methods in order to target, you know, where they are in their cycle. You know, are, so we talk about active and passive. Are they local, out of area? And then all the different types in which uh, way to attract those people. Yep, so we'll break that down first and then post that we'll go into a bit of stuff about kind of the sources. Um, How they work and why we use them for different style demographics. Gil? Yeah, yeah, yep. Let's fun. do it. Let's do it. 414 Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006. With their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property, they have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. All right, types of buyers. Uh, so the first one I, I look at, um, I frame it as, um, are they active or are they passively looking? 
So does that mean do they go to the gym or do they sit on their ass or is that something different? I'll use that. Or does it mean John 2.0 versus John 1.0? John stayed at the top. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Parker was in yesterday asking whether, Dad, can we do gym stuff tonight? Oh, I hope so. We're going to have some dumbbells just sitting out the back shortly. No, that's not going to (laughs) happen. I feel like I'll get here and I'll be sitting here being a passive <laughs> just host. Sitting there just pumping iron. Just pumping iron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Sidetrack. Yeah, yeah, um, right, so when you, it's pretty simple in some respects. So active is, you know, imagine a person wants to buy within the next 30 days. They're going to look at anything they can possibly get their hands out to try and find a property. And we've had people like knock on doors. You know, you're looking, at, you're looking online, you're looking in the paper, you're asking your mates, you're... Anything you can possibly, anything they could do because I want to buy today. So you either want to buy or you have a need to buy. You're in that place where I need a new place or I'm being yeah, evicted. It's or like once you've made that decision that it's go time and yep. then it's 100% full steam ahead. Kind, yeah. of, kind of like when we were speaking with Leggett the other day, we asked if people are nervous to give up their details and yeah. he said, no, nah, normally when they come to me, it's go time. Like they've hit the button. Boom. They've got their go. pre-approval. Yep. And then right. Let's go. So they're, they're mm. the active buyers. Yep. Yep. So then when you think of passive, it's that, well, um, imagine I know, Aaron, you're looking to buy a house potentially, um, but you might not be active. So, but I'll, you'll be flipping, you might flip through the real estate guide, for example. Oh, you know, oh, that look at that. That's overpriced. Oh, that's interesting. That's up the road. Then all of a sudden you go, oh, Annie, Annie Jane. That's a house she was. She's thinking about looking at a house for that one. I might go tell her about it. Um, it might trigger an idea to move, or you might always be looking for an investment property, but you're never actively looking. But then all of a sudden, you, someone tells you about a property, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that um, yeah, that might suit me. I'll go have a look." So, so I think what you're saying, John, to a degree with marketing, sometimes marketing can help a passive buyer turn into an active buyer. Absolutely, especially if there's an opportunity there for so, them. So another reason why marketing can be really good because if we're not using marketing to promote properties and we're only using databases, yep. then the potential buyer that's prepared to pay top dollar may not be on a database, so they'll never find out about that dream home. Yeah, and I'll give you a, a very interesting scenario of a couple that moved in the same suburb. They had a house in Travis Court in Austin's Ferry, and from their advice, they went, "We are never, ever moving again." And then, full stop, never moving, never moving, and we're done because they'd moved a dozen times, so yep. they're over it. And then um, there was a house we had listed in in Govett Rise in Austin's Ferry, and we went did a full big, you know, real big campaign on this one. They, they always, like most people do, they pick that in that case, they picked up the real estate guide, they're flipping through, and she looked at this house, went, "Oh, I like that," and then she jumped on the net. Oh, I, I really like this. And then she's watched the video and said, I want this. I need this house. So then she's um, shown, her, shown her husband and then he's looked at it, felt the exact <laughs> same way. He's gone. He's gone. Again. So, yeah, so, so then you've got, so never had no intention of moving. And um, then all of a sudden they needed to sell their house to buy this one just to get into it. So in a very so she short... she was just flicking through the guide just out of interest. Just really? out of just because it ca- came with the mercury. Me. Yep, and then yep. all of a sudden they shift from never wanting to move again to needing to move yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's like a real quick transition of using different mediums in order to that just triggered her to switch from never moving again to actually needing to move. So whereas she she wasn't one that was you know passively looking on the internet, it was just by chance that the real estate guide fell under her nose, and that was you know that was a difference between being a passive buyer moving to an active buyer. Okay, yeah. Okay. I guess it's, it sounds similar to my auntie. Her partner will sit on the computer all the time and she was oh i saw your photos the other day and yep. i'll be like oh you guys looking to buy no i just like looking yeah and yep. i guess you hit that 
aha moment. And you're like, that one actually looks really good. Mm. And then you go from this passive, as you say, to active. And that's where the next stage is then, uh, you know, are the, are the buyers local or out of area? So quite simply, are they within, you know, let's say just a five kilometre radius of where the house is or are they interstate? So, yep. I mean, your local real estate guide isn't going to be able to find people at the other side of Australia, for example. So, then you just use... Why it. our Mercury article went all the way to Queensland? Well, I mean, that's that's because <laughs> it's the property pod. <laughs> <laughs> so then, but again, are you using different mediums in order to attract people to different regions? And then this is again when this is the callback to Simon from Propertyology's yep. um, episode where he was discussing that you'd probably silly just to look in your area if yep. you're buying for investment purposes. If you want to buy for place to live, a-okay, but he was basically saying broaden your spectrum and look elsewhere or yeah. look outwards. If, if you're looking for an investment, yeah. But in, in this case, we're really just, I suppose, breaking it down about what marketing medium you need to use in order to attract the people that are active in their cycle, the passive in their cycle, are they, and do they live locally or do they live out of area? Yep. So broken up to those four components, each medium is going to have a different strength based on those four categories. And I know you were talking the other day, Pat, about targeted marketing. I guess that in-area, out-of-area kind of stuff, you can target an ad based on a kilometre reach or a certain um, circumference of an area? Yeah, so there's different mediums that we can now utilise to market properties and one of those is target marketing. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so the idea is a bit like um, if you've looked at a holiday online on, you know, like Virgin's website or something, then all of a sudden when you're on different websites, that ad follows you around saying, hey, come to Fiji, you know you want to, like just <laughs> yeah. continually chases it, you. What's pro- uh, programmatic marketing, I think it's called, isn't it? Something like that. Oh, that's a cool word. Well, that sounds more fancy than target marketing, <laughs> but <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can now basically design ads that do the same thing for property. So if you've looked at a property in a suburb in a price range, then we can now use that data that you clicked on to then push other properties out to you to gauge your interest and see whether that's something you're chasing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So we'd put we'd looked on there to say there was one I forgot actually, but in the nut show notes which you both have this time. Okay. So there's no hidden show notes. No, I've got <laughs> mine right in front of me. We actually <laughs> had to email them all around to each yeah. other. <laughs> well, you, you but had, at least you, we've gone paperless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, so we said seven potential sources of inquiries. I'll read them all out and then we'll just get stuck into them. So yep. um, we thought coming from the top below, there was so internet, so you're using real estate portals or you know direct agent websites, for example, print media, so newspapers or magazines. That can range from even in-flight magazines in, you know, on an aeroplane where they'll do big developments. So I said agents, the agents network. So you've heard Pat's mention the database. It's really a contact list of active you know people that we know to, to speak with. Brochures and letters so or mailbox drops. So you've got an open home, you've got your brochure or you'll actually send out letters to people's addresses local to the area the signboard i call it the 24-hour salesperson so that's you know you drive past the house you've got your signboard word of mouth so you know telling telling your friends about it telling everyone yep. social media platforms and i think so that's obviously you know facebook and instagram and all as well um but the last one that's what was um, that one intergram into <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I use Instagram all the time. I, I knew that wasn't going to slide. <laughs> uh, but then the other one I thought, which you know, Spam we're, chat. which we're all, you know, <laughs> uh, the last one that we're all passionate about too. I, I should have added, which was video marketing. Um, I think that needed a category of its own. There, so there, there's sort of the eight sources that probably we could sort of flesh out. That um, all then again. Other is it? Are you looking for an active or a passive or a local about area? And they all can come into play in their own different ways. 
Cool. We'll maybe I'll swing us off to an ad. We'll get some advertising in and speaking of advertising. Speaking of advertising. Yeah, we'll get that in and then we'll come back to your little list there. Cool. All right. As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at McGregorFM.com. You asked me just before we got started, Aaron, could we talk about sort of the past, present and future of where, you know, the advertising's gone. So I think we might be able to phrase that actually in the way we go start off with the first one, which would everyone would identify of selling a house with, which is your signboard. Yeah, um, well, I guess like that was where I was starting. I was like looking mm. at your list, I thought it's quite interesting. Some of these things didn't even exist when you guys started in like the internet was just a baby when we were just a baby, mm. but mm. now it's kind of everywhere yeah yep. so i was looking at it, it was like signboard some of the print media like a magazine like some young kids be like what's a magazine yeah i only listen to e-blogs <laughs> on spam chat <laughs> intagam <laughs> well you think of the i always think that the signboard is like the 24-hour salesperson just you know once it goes up they're working there 24 7 you know until the property's sold i think we can all understand why that's important is that some clients will say look I, you know i just don't want a signboard and you know i'll always because they'll say that oh, i don't want people to know that that my house is on the market right well then we'll ask the question again look if someone's going to drive past their street knowing that there's a house in the street for sale what's the first thing they're going to look for the signboard yeah you know so um, i think that's the point of the signboard is the identifier yeah exactly. and for me it doesn't really matter if it's a standard little sign or it's one that's three city blocks long oh, some of them seem to be so these funny. days man i went i went down a street the other day i don't know if sign envy is a thing but i went past one of the places i'd shot and i saw your sign or martin's sign or someone from our agency's sign yeah and then maybe three houses down was another um signboard and it was probably bigger than the front facade of the house so you couldn't you had, <laughs> had to actually sneak past yeah i think they had a photo on the board of the front of the house because you couldn't see yeah, you the front of the house as well yeah <laughs> i just thought it was really strange i was like it's kind of like they were blocking the view of the house but look that's a whole yeah, other if thing we, if you but go the agent you can see them they're life size. Like John talks about the twenty four hour sales. So I well, think yeah. the agent was actually was it, bigger yeah, yeah. on the board than yeah. he is in real is life. He's always <laughs> removing as you walk past. Imagine if it had like a little yeah. um, recorded message on it that you could press and oh, be hey. like, "Oh, well, yeah. look, it's not the worst idea." Yeah, there you go. Like oh. You could walk by and it'd be like, "Oh, oh I've got it." Well, a little tele- television screen or iPad in the sign. And when you walk by, you press it, and the video marketing place. Well, just so you know, there was um, our office many years ago. We got was act- was before I started, but Dad was telling me they got sold on the idea where you could leave a voicemail at the window display, so you could, and then see he said all the all the cards had like a number, and he said I think it was removed in a week. Oh, because people, <laughs> people were just walking past, going, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a great idea in theory, but so the voicemail was on there? the actual on sign itself, or at the no, front no, door at, at the, the front door of the office. So it's just oh. like so you'd push the button, and of course all the window cards would have like a number, number. So but of course. No one inquired about property. Oh, I thought you were th- talking about it being at the property for sale. And then I'm like, no. what? So we've got creepers walking right up yeah. to the front door of someone's <laughs> house. Like, yeah, just come on, <laughs> go let me in. Yeah, that's some in depth pranking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, those signboards in our, our REIT actually has rules on what you can and can't do with the signboard. So I think some of the giant ones that if they're trying it, there's just, you know, the whole reason why the REIT's got rules on it is to actually step in before the council steps in and legislates it. So, you know, if one of the rules, for example, is you can't have more than two real estate agent signboards on there. If a 
you know, owners doing an open listing, for example. Um, whereas you can go to um, other states and there's like five or six different agent signs on there. It just looks ridiculous. So, uh, as yeah. in like there's no sole agency agreement. They're just five different agents that are trying to sell it. Yep. That's potluck. Yeah. So, but the REITs, you know, and, and it's, again, they're trying to think two steps ahead. Make sure that we've got, you know, our, agent, our agents work reasonably so that the council doesn't have to step in and say, mate, please remove a 10 by 10 metre signboard from a... It's funny you uh, bring up councils travelling around the different places in the world when I was in Miami a few years back mm. we were on this tour and they were talking about the for sale signs in this particular suburb the council had stood in and taken over oh right and yeah. I know people probably can imagine a, an American real estate sign it's the wooden post and then the little bit comes <laughs> yeah. out and the board's yep. hanging so it sort of flaps in the wind a little bit it says yeah. for sale on it well that actually put a limit on the size in this particular suburb the council has and it was literally the size of a postcard. Well that's like how big oh, the flaps no. allowed to be. I've got a photo of it. I'll it's give it to funny. Aaron for his good old show notes because he loves the show notes special yeah. but yeah, yeah. it was so tiny like the guy on the tour was like and to the right you'll see the house is for sale. I'm like, "Where?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the smallest board it's you've just, ever seen. Just impossible. Yeah. So yeah, it's good that obviously we try to keep it fair for everyone so that council doesn't step in and take over yeah exactly yeah. but we're probably getting a bit off topic just talking forever about signboards yeah. <laughs> we should move but back anyway so so in that instance you're there they're actually both active and passive buyers that are local you yes. know so that's yeah sort of okay that. yep that totally makes sense um, so the next next one we could jump into would be print media so that would be the next evolution before you know we've got really fancy with all the bigger photos and colors and photos we talked we talked about once before that it was just a little classified a little classified ad you know 50 100 bucks but now you can spend i don't know it's like thousands of dollars just to get a full page so um, in that then you've you know you can still um, you can choose any print media you want so realistically most most of your attention is going to be drawn from the local real estate guide in your area in our case it's the mercury what did we say before they had sketch artists before the photos came along yeah talking about how big you can go with ads in the newspaper as well john a few mm. years ago did you ever see when the i think it was um the brisbane newspaper or the Gold Coast Sun or whatever it was, mm. someone actually paid for the full front of the newspaper back and front to be wrapped in a property he had for sale. Can you imagine? I just don't even know what that costs. <sighs> so it was like, so the newspaper had like two front covers. It was yeah. the the name of the newspaper at the top and then the property was on the front and back and then you turned it over and then there was the traditional front page <laughs> of the newspaper. Well, hey, if they I got guess the agent obviously thought that was the best plan of attack for that. But that's the that's a great example yeah. of trying to find that passive buyer and the make lo- sure they know that this prestige, amazing place that they never knew they wanted to buy was yeah. available or, for sale. Or you've been waiting 20 years for that property to come up and there it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, well, then, okay, there you go. So then the other thing then is, um, you know, print media would normally be associated with locals. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, unless, passive and active, yeah. Yeah, unless you're getting... With mailed to you from a cousin somewhere or something like that. Never well, so, so with more, so you could think of, um, I'll save you, mate. Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I was letting him see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've ever, if next time you go uh, on the plane, uh, more often than not, you will find some large international development um, being broadcast in, a, in, a, in, a, in an aeroplane magazine. Because generally speaking, you'd probably find they're looking for passive affluent people who are looking to invest somewhere. I was uh, just on a plane last week, John. There was no ad. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's less common. You weren't in the right right section. That yeah, yeah, yeah. The front, <laughs> Oh, sorry. I forgot John goes first class. <laughs> Back in cattle class, they just show us what movies we're going yeah. yeah. to watch. All us not round. I was getting ads for McDonald's 10 yeah. Nuggets. <laughs> John's getting affluent properties around the world. <laughs> Are you thinking of moving to Bora Bora? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So there you go. So signboards, uh, print media. The, well, the next one then you could say would be straight up word of mouth. 
I mean, that's self-explanatory. I guess word of mouth, is, again, is similar to the signboard being on the street. Like someone, I could walk my dog, see a sign like yesterday. I walked a dog two streets over from where I live. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That place is up for sale. I might have a look online now because I've seen it. Or I'll tell somebody that I know is looking. Yep. And then, so you've seen the sideboard and then you're going to word of mouth it to your passive buyers. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Or, or, or active buyers. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, generally you'd always say that. Every, it, it, again, like with this, seems silly to go back to active, but I mean, active is looking at everything, but you're right. Yeah, oh, so, yeah true. Um, I'm just thinking out loud. It wasn't necessary to say. Sorry, people. <coughs> um, but yeah, so you're exactly right. And then, look, I mean, word of mouth's been around forever and it doesn't cost you anything, just aside from, hey, did you see that place? You know? So the next the next one that would, you know, expand on that, then we talk about an agent's network. So we've talked before about a database and that's about just um, an agent would generally speaking have access to a lot more people because they're working with a lot of people on a daily basis and so with that then is that once the once they know the property's for sale they can reach out to all those people phone calls text messages emails you name it just to say hey you know you looked at this one this one's come up similar come and check it out and i think the database is probably the real value when you hire an agent to sell a property on your behalf mm. versus doing it yourself when you're trying to sell a property yourself sure you can use all these marketing material but you you're dealing with one person at a time. Yeah, a lot of agents will show somebody one house, and then through conversations with them, they'll like, "Oh no, this is the one you're actually after." Yep, and we'll direct them to where the one they end up buying is. So that's where we get a little bit more of an advantage to help sell properties, is because we are dealing with buyers on a daily basis. We're learning their needs, their wants, their desires, whatever they're after, and we're starting to match them with that. But we do it in conjunction with marketing so that the two of them work together to sort of help the process Absolutely. and get the, the sale to the best possible outcome for the owner. And over that time, we're building trust with that client too. So mm. it could be, you could be working with a buyer for six months before you find them the right house. And by that stage, you know, you know, like they're just, they're ready to rock and roll and they are going to be the best buyer for that property. Well, to give you an example of one we had up in um, <coughs> Collinsvale it, lo- locally, um, the client came to us with a house that was half finished and he, he now lived in Queensland. His family, he'd been building that house for nearly 20 years and never finished it, but he didn't want to advertise. He didn't want to use signboard. He didn't want to use it. He, did, he didn't want anything. Yep. He just, and he wanted, um, you know, 254 or something for it. Is it. So he came to us and said, have you got someone? As it turned out, we'd sold a house in Molesworth about six months before. Um, we did have a buyer that we'd been trying to, you know, they'd been staying in touch with that whole time. He just wanted a place to retreat through. He wanted something cheap because he had he had no more than $300,000. That's all he had. Yep. And he didn't care sort of what condition it was because it was going to be a retreat for him anyway. So in that time, in that moment, lucky enough, we were the right people to call because we just had that one guy who wasn't actively looking. He was just, you know, if the thing came up, it would. So then we were able to match that house, that cli- those two clients together to sell that property, you know, in the same day for like two eighty five. Yeah. Um, so that's a classic case then of using an agent's contacts to try and help. You know, in that case, we were completely limited on, on the resources we could use. It was just lucky that we had that person at that time. So this is going to sound silly. I'm often the guy with the silly questions, but agents network database. How do you become a database member, or how do you get onto a database? Oh, I'm getting the go. John's giving me the heads up on this one. He's like, <laughs> "Well, I don't want to hog the mic all the time." <laughs> oh, I thought you were deer in headlights. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like pretty easy. Obviously, we meet people at different ways through open homes, through conversations on the phone, down the local coffee shop, and we basically start talking to people. And they, because they know we're in real estate, they give us information, and we use that to put it in the database. You can also get on it by most agents' websites. They normally have a form field that can complete. Yeah, but. 
I tend to find that when I'm working my database, it's people I know and people that I've been dealing with on other properties. Mm. So a database sort of organically grows just through connections you make as you sort of um, work through that. So your brand new agent, say you've just come into the game, you don't have that resource at your disposal, you're kind of reaching out to people that you do know, but the longer that you're in the game, the bigger the the bigger your database will become and you'll earn that trust and that interpersonal relationship. Like to give you an idea in my business, whenever I'm bringing a new agent on board, I've got a pretty good database of buyers that I work with. Um, If I've got a new agent coming in, I'll take them for the first couple of weekends to my open homes with me and get them to work my open homes with me. And to I'll build that rapport yeah, with and the I'll people that them, are coming through. Yeah, so the people that come through, I'll move them onto the new agent and that becomes their start. So it's a way of them getting a few people that they can just start building trust with, talking to, working with. Yeah. And from there, we normally find that they do a pretty good job and can grow that database from that small bit. So, yeah. so based on what I've kind of gathered from what we've been talking about today, the people in your database can be both, in John's terms, this active and passive. You could have these active buyers who are sure. looking for everything mm-hmm. and they're, you're like, sweet, I know John Smith is going to love this one. Boom, 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 hit him up, yep. get it. Or you could have passive people who are just like, I just want to be kept, le- in the loop. kept in the loop. So I've got two in there at the moment that are investors on our that have rentals with us. Uh, they've told me in the last week that they want to buy something in the next 12 months. Can we just let them know when good rental opportunities come up? So... Yep. In our system, we can tag properties with different tags and then that can automatically link it to these people. So we have a tag in there that is about rentals. Yep. So we know that, all right, this property is perfect for investors. So we'll tag it with the investor tag and then that will then send it out to these two people that I've got sitting there. So mm. basically, they're ready to buy in the next 12 months. They just don't know what they want to buy, when they want to buy. Uh, but if the right opportunity comes along, they'll jump on it. So that's a great example, I guess, of how we can use a database for um, what is a passive buyer that will be active at some point. We just mm. don't know when. So they just want to be told about opportunities that arise and then they'll find it from there. All right. So yeah. I just want to play devil's advocate on this one just really quickly. What? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, if you're in the database, are you getting spammed with heaps of emails every day that you don't want to be getting? Look, um, it depends how, I can't really answer that correctly because every agency has different, protocol systems how they work how much they send out yeah um the only thing i can really advise is that to comply with spam legislation in australia you need to have an unsubscribe feature in the email at somewhere ah so if you don't want it you, you can just click yep. don't at the bottom of our emails we have that in ours it is actually broken up into multiple categories so they can potentially unsubscribe from our monthly newsletter but stay subscribed to our investor portfolio or stay subscribed to our property alerts or um, they can tweak if we're sending them too many properties. They can either let us know, and we can tweak their requirements so they don't get as many sent through. So originally, they might have said, "I'll oh, look at anything up to three hundred thousand when we start sending them stuff," and then they come back to us and say, "You know what? Those things at one hundred and fifty, I'm not touching those, and start so me at two fifty. So change the parameters of what's going on. I think people only get concerned about spam if they don't have the rapport or the trust with the person that's sending the material. So yeah, if they point. have learnt that we are trying to help them and we're in constant conversation with them, they won't care if I'm sending them 100 emails a month. Because if they, they, in theory, should be... Happy to be hearing from me. And should yeah. be... Because they trust what you're saying. Yeah. They're like, oh, Pat wouldn't be sending this through. Yeah. Or it wouldn't so, be coming from him. Yeah, so I have a lot of automatic systems set up in my database, but I also am in touch with a lot of my clients, so they're not worried about how much they get through. And the option's there to always unsubscribe if they need to. Um, and then it normally follows with me just touching base with them Quite often it's normally because they've found a property already with another agency. Great, we'll update you, take you off the database, have a bit of a conversation with them and 
move on from there. So yes, can be seen as spam, but I think it's an individual agency and the agent themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And look, the other, I suppose that's the concern, isn't it? They're going to leave the details with the salesperson. They're going to be calling them every 50 minutes. And it's just, you know, most, look, if you're, it's that one in a thousand, if you just strike it unlucky with a person who's just got nothing else to do but hound you, well, more often than not, we're, uh, we're all reasonable people just wanting to provide a good service. Um, so most yeah. of those fears would be unfounded. Yeah. And look, mm. for me, if I'm chasing somebody and I've called them multiple times, if you just call me back and say I'm done, <laughs> then I'll stop calling. <laughs> yeah. Like I think the biggest problem is yeah. someone will le- like um, I'll show my house and they say I absolutely love this place. I'm going to go away and talk about finance. I'll come back to you, and then they turn into this ghost. Well, I work for the vendor at the end of the day, so my obligation. You've told me you want to buy the house because you love it. Mm. Of course, I'm going to keep calling you. Please let me help you yeah. buy if, the house. <laughs> if something has changed and you no longer wish to buy that, just, just send me a text me message. Yep. Send me an email. Leave me a voicemail back and just say, hey, thanks for calling me, Patrick, but I no longer am interested in that property. Mm. And that'll be the end of it. But <laughs> um, while ever you keep avoiding my call, I'm going to keep calling because you've told me you want to buy the property. So um, anyway. a little tip there, I guess, for no, people if they're a little bit... <laughs> yeah, I, guess, exactly. I guess there we just broached into internet without even really meaning to, but then mm. John brought up an interesting thing with the phone. So in the past, was the database kind of something that would be phone-based? Like say, you Well, they, the they, used, they used to have it on those um, three-by-five cards. So, you'd, you know, the, te- the teledex. So to be categorized um, by, you know, you could have, it's, it's categor- you know, it's broken down the same way, but just on little flip cards where the person's mm. name on it, their number, what they're after, last time you called and yeah. details. And or if you like our rep Marty in this office, and I'm sure he's listening over in America at the moment, <laughs> he has a pad and it's literally yep. just one page of active buyers and yep. he just goes through it. Uh, we have the most amazing technology in the world, but you've got to work with what works for you. And for Marty, <laughs> it's a beautiful pad that he loves to death. The biggest thing we're talking about is reaching back out to people because no matter what technologies you use, it's all about just connecting with that individual and what they need. So the same principles existed forever, but the, just the mediums in which you can use it have changed. Now you can click on a button, it brings them all up. Once before, you had to flip through cards or use a pad. And it doesn't really matter, provided that the person you're working with is consistent. It doesn't matter which system they use. Yeah, so cool. So then I suppose the next one would be, yeah, the next evolution. We've covered, you know, signboard, wor- word of mouth, print media. So now we're really, the agents network. Now we really want to talk about what the big beast now is, which is the internet. Hurrah! <laughs> Pat's little baby. Yeah. But, I mean, that's pretty, I think no matter, um, it's very few people now that wouldn't be using the major portals to find a property. And that's because, I mean, 99% of people will be advertising their property on the, re- on the real estate portal. So that's going to be nine times out of 10. If you don't know anyone, it's going to be the best place to start. And I refuse to believe that people don't have access to the internet these days or an email address. Look at your nan. She's candy crushing it on her iPad. Nan is constantly candy crushing it. <laughs> so sending me lo- live requests every day. Can you send lives to your nan? I'm like, no, I don't want to, man. <laughs> Stop spamming me. <laughs> I want off your Candy Crush database. Just, just pay, pay, the, pay the money on the website so I don't no, have to get spammed. we don't want to send it down that road. <laughs> dangerous. But when you talk about that, like nobody out there now can't access technology. It's like or well, the internet. That's why I said 99%. <laughs> Mm. Now, one of the one of the exciting things about the internet now is that you you can actually get you know 
reports back on how effective that marketing is. And that's where things really changed because in all the other means before, there wasn't a really easy way aside from hopefully getting a phone call back. But now um, people can be, this is with the active and the passive, where you might not get an inquiry on a property for a week, but all of a sudden you've had 900 views on that property in that same period of time. So it's giving you information that you can actually work back to as a seller um, to be able to figure out what you're doing. Is it working effectively? Yeah. And that's probably why I use digital more than I do traditional marketing I guess John is because mm. I'm a massive stat fan like analytics stats that type of stuff is me so yeah um, everything being measurable because I don't want to spend a client's money unless I can show to them that it worked yeah absolutely so yep. that's where I think digital and like you talk about the reports and the analytics and the re- reviews and bits and pieces that come back mm. it really helps paint a picture of what's happening with the house and where people are at and what they're thinking with it. Yeah, and look, I know I had a bit of a whinge about the cost of marketing when we talked about it previously, but in the end, if you think about it as a cost per lead and the time that you actually get at the value of that. So you can have um, an ad on the real estate websites for six months, you know, and so you know the, your cost per day goes down. You could have hundreds of inquiries and the cost of that lead, you know, dramatically reduces. Whereas if you use a print form, that's only going to last you that week or the couple of days that it's there and it's gone. Um, and then it's not measurable about where the reach where, has come from yep. because it's out there in the wild world. But now you have access to being like, I know most of my inquiries are coming through the spam chat. Yep. So I'm going to do heaps of spam chatting. Well, another thing too, I can't remember where I heard this advice from, but buyers will often spend six months researching before they even contact a real estate agent. Yeah, so that's pretty fair. They'll they'll go like they're thinking about moving, and so they'll just spend time look looking at areas, and they'll start their their searches from like let's just say it was a, a zero to a million in a old, old greater Hobart, and then as it moves in, they'll go right. I like this area in this area, so they'll expand it down, and they'll they'll break it down even further into almost right. I'm looking for a house in this suburb between three hundred and four hundred thousand or six hundred and eight hundred thousand. So then by the time the inquiry spits through at the end, you know, often that's like that person's spent six months on the market before they've even sent through their first inquiry. And then we sell them something which is nowhere near where they thought. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So that worked. (laughs) Well, I mean, and then that goes back down to just as a quick one about the side relationships. I can't remember if I did it on the podcast, said it before, but my dad had the story about a person who didn't want to borrow on Bridgewater, but dad had the perfect house for him. Yeah, you've used this one before. Exactly, yeah. So Go back to episode one if you want to hear the Go back to episode one. (laughs) Oh, wow. Pat's got them all on dial. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, bed and listens to him he's like just in case john brings up another well, story yeah well, look episode one you guys think the stats are going through the roof it's just me replaying them over and over <laughs> and over just sit there at night just listening and, but, and then again yeah so I then find the soulful tones of john help me sleep at night oh nice. <laughs> maybe maybe i could go into my phone voice <laughs> <laughs> You've gone from the man in black the other week, Johnny Cash, now you're Barry White. So if you look on realestate.com. <laughs> Next time we do some video marketing, can you use that voice? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm selling Dove Court. Mm. <laughs> so, well... Um, Where were we? Yeah, uh, so, yeah. so then, of course, once they've um, once that inquiry's been made, well, then you, you know that they're actively looking and they're looking. They're, they're quite potentially open to suggestions as well. Um, so once they've reached out to the market, they've shifted from spending all that time researching and now it's like, right, now they're probably going to be a lot more active. The internet's really powerful for that. Like you can, you can look internationally, you know, infinitely at, in, in any time of the day, right across the world at any price bracket, at any property. And that's why it's exciting. You know, it's just that, and that's just why it's changed the way that people purchase. I don't think the internet's real changed the world. It's the exactly. It's yep. the and it's only going to get better as well. Like mm. I know realestate.com and I know Sarah Bell, for instance, who we had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, from Rita. Yep. Yeah, they're both working on 
their AI side of things or yeah. artificial intelligence so that if you're a buyer at you know 10 or 11 o'clock at night and you send through an email request on their website, realestate.com's website, uh, Sarah's bot can email. I won't call it a bot. Sorry, Sarah, when you're listening back. Yeah. Rita. Rita. <laughs> she'll be able to actually send a response on behalf of the agent straight back to the client. So if they yeah. ask certain questions, she'll be able to read the email and send it back. So yeah. Um, yep. The beauty as well about the internet, like you said, it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And although you can ask additional questions from the agent, we're now getting more technology to help the agent get you the information you need faster. So I think that's another advantage is that you can become skilled up and educated and better equipped to buy your next place a lot faster because you can get the information a lot quicker. Yeah, and that's what we talked about. Once they've got the information, you can have a much more engaging conversation. And then I suppose that's, um, I mean, we all know the internet really well. We can access everything. And then I suppose we've added the element of social media. So with that, the difference can you can you run through a few social media platforms just the names of them for us uh so base hook uh <laughs> intergram uh <laughs> spam um, chat spam chat <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have an influencer on staff now that's promoting your properties for you john so oh yeah just full time <laughs> <laughs> no well i was just, i was looking at some stuff when i got your show notes come through and i kind of looked up the future of marketing and yeah. where it will go and this influencer culture is kind of really taking off so do you guys think as real estate agents you're going to have to start wearing bikinis to uh, open homes? Well, I did dress up in that uh, when we used to do the running man suit as a um, the back when we had that Mr. Red or whatever. Yeah, it was. yeah, the, the running man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'd be interested to see. I think um, the use of influencers. I don't know whether or not a full property products sort of kind of the, the take on it. However, one of the changes in advertising though is that where she mentioned again um, about. The thing's about finding us, not us finding the properties. So you use the example of Netflix, Aaron, where it had the, um, you know, recommended for you. Yep. So that's sort of, I suppose, where the evolution of it is. Rather than us having to go through a thousand different options, it's just too many to select from. So all the algorithms are trying to narrow it down so that you that it finds you what it thinks it thinks you want. That's a really good example, John. So, um, and then social media, the way that I suppose works for us is, I mean, well, we had a property in Moona that um, coincided with the eight thing we talked about with video exclusively. We'd, you know, done a, pro- a property video, thrown it up there as an upcoming feature. That got tagged by a numerous bunch of people and then three people wanted to purchase the property. Um, and that was very much a, you know, uh, social media worked in the video marketing so you could get into detail. We'll talk about that a bit in a second. Um, word of mouth, so they were tagging each other and no one, and they were, they were sort of maybe looking for property at the time. And it was actually the people that, that bought it were referred, were tagged by a friend. Yeah, cool. So then, you know, depending upon which one you use, I mean, again, for, I suppose Facebook's the biggest users at this point are, um, uh, what are they, like sort of 40 to 50, 40 upwards, I suppose. I don't know, what's the difference in the... 40 to 50 people? <laughs> so yeah. I think, no, the age demographics. Oh. Yeah, because the social, because I mean, then I suppose you've got to choose uh, which medium's going to be more effective to which demographic. I reckon that's a whole other show. Oh, itself. man, yeah. I think um, for us at the moment, when we if we're looking to um, actually use spend money, most of that would go into Facebook. Well, I reckon we've got a show there because I listened to about four hours of people talking about Instagram and Facebook and advertising. Oh, really? Yeah, last week in Vegas. So we got this cut. You got this. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you take that one. <laughs> well, at least I can get the name right to start <laughs> off with. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Uh, so yeah, so with the so the social media platforms are just word of mouth on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that. So then, I mean, there's ads chasing you there's sponsored ads um and then you just got to and you can narrow it down to areas so you can hyper focus it to you know one kilometer within that property's address um there's a 
enormous amount of ways you can invest that money into social media. But again, it's really about you know engaging those passive buyers and getting tagged by friends looking to say, come and check this out. At least that's the way I would take it. What about you, Matty? Yeah, I see Facebook as a way of um, trust. So you get sort of reassurance from friends and family that, hey, check this place out. It looks nice. It looks what you're after. Yep. And everyone believes family and friends more than they do real estate agents. Yeah, so, yep. look, we can put it out there and if we can get people <laughs> doing our job for us and that's a fantastic effort. Yeah, yeah no, that's fair. That's all good. Yeah. So, so I think well, the last one I wanted to cover off was um, specifically about video because with that, I think the level of um, depth of storytelling you can engage with a video is vastly different from just a photo. So, I mean, we, we had we had one as example in Dysart where the owner the property we had so much detail to it that by the time the owner gave me the tour of the house, I wanted to buy it. Yep. So, in that then, with the video, we actually interviewed the owner and he told the story of his own property. And the, and the purchases, the way we found them is that they threw the – one found on the print first, the other one found it through the internet. Then they both watched the video and said – we need this house. And that was at a time when nothing in that suburb was moving. Well, what about the one we did together with the train house? Oh, that How was, cool was that? Yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. So John had this listing that was kind of like a shack down um, on the coast of, of Tasmania somewhere mm. down Woolwoop. So it wasn't going to have lots and lots of buyers, but the amazing thing about the place was that it was two classic trains. Yeah, two original trams had been built into the house. Yeah, so it was kind of this elevated off the first floor, which was brick, and then above it was these two trains that had been retrofitted with a bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, all Mm. of the things. It was amazing. And so then your storytelling for the actual video, you had your little train conductor's hat, and and we went really in-depth into this person who's going to buy a house that's made out of a tram or a train yeah exactly he's going to be a tram (laughs) yeah he's going to be a tram or train lover so that's where we're going to target that ad yes yeah and we got really good feedback from that well i mean that and that's a really good example of where you if you've got a i'm going to use the word unique stuff it but you know a a property that's just unique new york unique new york so it's not just a standard house so you need to be able to tell a little bit more about it because photos on the loan you can look at that going what the hell is that and i i mean we we get creative with our script as well but i can't be bothered reading through it you know 250 words of lines Um, bringing up scripts like obviously our text and stuff that's exactly mm. why i like video because not everyone are readers exactly. some people are more yeah. visual some people like to read some people like to look at things and i think by having photos video and text on a property that you put mm. up for sale mm. it doesn't mean that you're going to get thousands of views of the video but at least the options there in case someone doesn't want to read the two-page essay i wrote about the property or they haven't got time to flick through all the photos they can watch the video while sitting on the couch at the same time watching netflix because that's yeah. what we all do these days yep and then they can flick it off to their family member and say, hey, I just saw this. What do you reckon about this place? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like on your social feed, that video automatically plays, but it's muted. So then you overlay it with captions. And a lot of the time, people just be watching that video with the captions. Um, yeah, like you're lying in bed and music. your partner's asleep. You don't want to wake her, but you're just like, oh, yeah, look at Yeah, that. exactly. And you'd be more likely to just stay on that video for longer than just a float. It would just you know, pass before you can even think about it. I know this is like a supersized episode so far. What about um, 3D tours and stuff? Ooh, yeah, I really like them. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's So, I yeah, guess yeah. we've talked past and present. This is we, kind we, of present we, to we, the future. We've looked at all the ways in which we can capture where people can find the property. Now I can really talk about something that's really awesome. Yeah. Well, I love this technology. Yeah, so look, mm. here at 414 Real Estate, um, through 414 Media House, we have what they call a Matterport camera. And what that effectively does is scans the house at 99% accuracy. And it's a bit like Google Maps. You know, when you use Street View, how you walk down the street, and I'm walking down the street of the desk here with my fingers, (laughs) um, it's exactly that. You can walk through the house. So it allows you to really explore the home. 
But where I think the future will go as well with that is that we've played around with it here a little bit, um, virtual reality goggles. So Lawn then taking that stuff. model and inserting them into your headset so you can feel like you're walking around the house from anywhere in the world. Yeah. I guess sometimes when I'm out, I'm shooting properties and I bring out this Matterport camera and people see it and they're just like, oh, what's this thing? I kind of describe it as... The future <laughs> of real estate. <laughs> I don't use that voice as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of explain it as it will yeah, scan the house and people on the mainland or people from out of area can essentially come to an open home on their computer so they can walk through the place, yeah. get a feel from it from all the different angles rather than it be I've set up the camera and taken a photo of the best angle. Mm. Well, that's what I really like about it is that um, you know what you're getting into when you go to look at a house that's got a Matterport scan. Because yeah, yep. with, and no offence to you as by any means, like with photos, you can stage a photo oh, yeah, well, and to make the home angle. look better. Yep, like absolutely. you can take things out of the shot to make it look nice. Uh, with a Matterport scan, there's nowhere to hide. It is like, what it is. Yeah, yeah. and it mm. really gives people a true sense of what the home really is before they commit to come look at it. Yeah. So what, what I really like about it is it doesn't, it sort of eliminates some time wasters that uh, might, look at it online and think, yes, this is it. Then they rock up and they're there for two minutes and they're like, no, this is not what I thought. Yeah, absolutely. So we're then starting to get more genuine buyers, more genuine people that are truly interested in the home. It helps mainland buyers commit to either just buying straight off the internet or even better, flying, committing to flying down because they're not worried about spending the money on the flights because they've already got a pretty good feeling inside about the house of what it is and how it works. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where this sort of future with the scans and the models can really come into play is it really helps paint that more realistic and better picture. And again, it's yeah. another visual medium that mm. for people who don't like reading, I know I... And creates that transparency, the, I guess. Yeah. Like um, agents are known for not necessarily... There's this perception out there that agents will, will try to spin a lie or spin a story to get what we want where mm. this type of technology is helping to... Uh, it's taking the wank out of real estate. 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> J-Mac quote. I'm, 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 <laughs> so, I'm so glad they included that in the Mercury. <laughs> yeah, and and well, and that, that really completes the picture, doesn't it? So we've got um, all these ways and now you can expand to find people and we're giving so much more information so that the people can, so that consumers can feel more comfortable about purchasing quicker. And we need to yeah. give more information because there's yeah, that I'm many ads that. in the marketplace these days about everything. Yeah. There's just that much stuff out there that you can buy now that... Mm. Um, we need to have more avenues to be able to promote properties and we need to find creative ways to get to that. And the challenge is too, especially in hot markets, is that people have more time to, buy, to, to pick a television than they do their property. So if, uh, and what I mean by that is you'll have one open home, you've got 30 minutes to scurry around um, and then quickly do you want to make a decision? Because that's, you know, that's all the time you've got in a really hot market. So if we can develop these technologies and utilise them for, for buyers, especially is that that enables them to be able to feel much more confident in their, which is the product that they're purchasing, you know. It's insane. It really comes down to people spend more time researching their TV than they have time to buy their home. And it's, it's um, it just is what it is. That's another Mac attack truth bomb and you've dropped the penny on me there. I was like, wow, that's really true. Like the other day I was at Harvey Norman looking for a TV mm. and I was there for way longer than 30 minutes. Yep. And I still didn't, I was just like, oh man, so many options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Do I want 3D? Do I want it to be bendy? <laughs> big bendy. You know, the little curved ones. Yeah, the curved ones. Yeah. Ultra HD, 4K, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm with you. I guess as a callback to the past episode where we're sequeling at the moment, mm. what you guys were saying was in the modern day, 
you can't really just have one package of this is how we're going to market your property. You're being flexible in your approach mm. to – you go in, you appraise and say, look, this is how I think we're going to do it for you mm. and this is my plan of attack. And in the modern day as well, I think real estate agents now are more marketers than they are agents to a degree. Before, we used to get somebody in a car and just drive around home after home after home and then after you'd looked at 10 homes, you'd pick one of the 10 that we took you to and you'd buy it. Where these days – I think um, agencies, real estate agencies in particular, have become more like marketing agencies. Like our job now is to find the avenues to get your property out there and to promote it in its best light to get you the best outcome. So our jobs as well have slightly changed from what they used to be. Yeah, whereas I suppose it's just to have a connection and you know work on negoti- negotiation exclusively. Our skill sets had to broadly develop in mm. order to comp- you know to adjust to the new marketplace. Mm. Yeah, and I think there was um, one last thought I had um, was... This is your third to one last thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, where, where I said... It could, where, um, so, obviously, we're des- where it's our job to try and design the best package. But like yep. we discussed, if... Um, I sort of phrase it that if we're not using 100% of the marketing... Um, you know, marketing mediums available to us. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with my hands, I'm drawing a circle. It's a very um, good circle. Yeah. Um, I was impressed. How, you know, how can we guarantee we're you know, extracting the 100% out of, of the property's value for you? Because we don't know where the buyer's going to come from. We just know they're going to come from somewhere from here. You know, yeah. so if I, I sort of, if someone's, I'll say the analogy is, look, um, if, if you give us all the tools, you've got all of us. But the second you take one away, you're tying one arm behind the back. If you take two away, you've got two arms behind the back. And then all of a sudden I'm hopping on one leg and next thing I'm crawling on my knees just because I don't have all the resources available to you me. You're like the um, knight in the Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> <Holy Grail. laughs> yeah. We'll call yeah. it a draw yeah, we'll then. call it a draw. <laughs> <laughs> it's Amelia Fleshwood. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And what a place to finish the yeah. show, I say. Yeah, look, we've... We've got a supersized episode. It's on steroids. I guess we could talk about this for hours and yeah. we have already covered it and we said we'd come back and have a chat about th- it. So I think this one was worth going a little bit longer for though because there's a lot there. Well, look, I think mm. we could go for another hour if we wanted to. We could do it Joe Rogan style and just talk and talk and talk. But yeah. we'll wrap it up there because we do have other things to do. You've got properties to sell. I've got photos to edit. And we'll, uh, we'll be back. Pat's a bit tired after his long-haul flight. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him some more coffees from Agent Cooper and we'll... We'll keep him alive for the rest of the day. Awesome. It's good to have you back, mate. Good yeah, mate. Get you back in the studio. Thank you very much. Cool. All right, gang. Catch right. you later. Cheers, lads. Bye. See ya. And now for a legal disclaimer. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.